the guy is in her house. So I don't know how you all can do that. I'm trying to get her out of the house, but she won't answer her phone now. Everything else in the in the transcript of that call is admissible as it would as it would relate to an emergency situation. So for those reasons, that's the court's ruling. So, state, if you'll prepare um, the uh, exhibits um, in, accordingly. Um, Whatever you decide to play needs to needs to be redacted. Yes, Your Honor. Okay. Um, so if you're going to play the 911 call, you need to redact it um, consistent with my with my order. Okay. Yes, Your Honor. And or the transcript. Well, we would introduce a transcript as evidence. We would be yes, But if you decide that you want to play, use the transcript as a memory, as a facilitation device, at later, then you would need to. You, you, the, that would need to match, because remember, I'd give a tape and transcript admonition at that point in time, only if it's necessary. I think I don't think it'll be necessary in this case, because the 911 call case is 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 pretty pretty clear. So, but but if but I'm just telling you, if that's the case, it needs to be redacted. That would need to be redacted. So, at a minimum, if you're going to play the call, um, redact that sentence out. Yes, Your Honor. Okay. Um, Your Honor, with respect to the court, um, referencing uh, Williams' motion to eliminate number forty, the motion to eliminate number forty was not the nine-one call. It was the jail call. I mean, the yes, the jail call. We did reference it, talking about the nine-one call, but motion to eliminate number forty did not deal with the nine-one call. It dealt with the statement that a cop was made to his wife over the jail call that he should have followed the and should have gone in the other direction. Yeah, it, it it blends together a couple of things. I'm not saying that what you just said is not not true. I do recall that as well. So, Mr. Steelson, can I get you to prepare a suitable order? Um, and if you'll let, you'll give that to to uh, Miss Love and her colleagues, so I can look at it as a final order. Yes. Okay. All right, Madam. Anything else? Um, not at this time. Okay. All right. Um. Okay, can we talk about uh, Defendant Williams' motion limit number 38? And that's the discovery. And I think that that is, no, I'm sorry. Uh, that in that's regards to... The pending appeal issue by Mr. Ryan and Mr. Blaylock. Two cases, Gibson, G-I-B-S-O-N, versus State, 288, Georgia, 617, it's in Division 2, as well as State versus Clement, C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S, that is 289, Georgia, 640, it's in Division 4. Um, Your Honor, they're both 2011 cases. I have copies for the Samba Court and the parties. 
before mentioning anything like that. Okay. All right. Because it does uh, um, both... Um, in fact, State versus Clemens mentions that not, not all every reference to an appellate court during a trial is reversible error. So, um, and then of course I have, um, but yeah, as I mentioned earlier, um, we're as we stated, there may be. If it comes up, it, I need to hear about it. During your case in chief, I definitely want to, before it comes out or is elicited from any witness, I would need to, I want to I want to review that because um, the appellate courts are pretty clear. I mean, I think in Clemens, that's what was mentioned, and also in Gibson, um, in terms of just, I think the court instructed on something, and, and, the, and the appellate court said, no, that's not, can't do that. And that would be the court commenting on it. Yes, com commenting on it. So. As, I, as I understand, Defendant Williams' motion in limiting number 38, he's asking the court to order a thing. Um, but again, it has not, and we've stated to the court previously that before we bring that up, I don't think he's asking that we not mention Mr. Ryan's conviction for murder. But I thought that's what I heard him orally say, but I don't think that that's in the corners of the document. Well, that, do, that would depend as well on... Because we do intend to mention that. We will be talking about that. That's one of the overt acts. Oh. So we will definitely be bringing evidence in that um, Defendant Ryan was convicted of murder and Defendant Blaylock was convicted of murder. And prior to or if we decide to say anything regarding Mr. Steele's representation of YSL members, we would bring that to the court's attention. Um, as we don't know. Only thing I know is she came running. She came to my house. The guy is in her house. So I don't know how you all can do that. I'm trying to get her out of the house, but she won't answer her phone now. Everything else in the, in the transcript of that call is admissible as it would as it would relate to an emergency situation. So for those reasons, that's the court's ruling. So, State, if you'll prepare um, the uh, exhibits um, in accordingly. Um, the, court, the court referenced the, not, the court meeting, the actual call itself as opposed to the transcript. Whatever you decide to play needs, to, needs to be redacted. Yes, Your Honor. Okay. Um, so if you're going to play the 911 call, you need to redact it um, consistent with my with my order, okay? Yes, Your Honor. And or the transcript. Well, we would introduce a transcript as evidence. We would be, yes, playing the But if you decide that you want to play, use the transcript as a memory, as a facilitation device, and later then you would need to, you, it, the, that would need to match, because remember, I'd give a tape and transcript admonition at that point in time. Only if it's necessary. I think I don't think it'll be necessary in this case because the 911 call case is 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 pretty pretty clear. So but but if but I'm just telling you if that's the case, it needs to be redacted. That would need to be redacted. So at a minimum, if you're gonna play the call, um, redact that sentence out. Yes, Your Honor. Okay. Um, Your Honor, with respect to the court, uh, 
right hand side you're on the right column in the first full paragraph eight lines down the Supreme Court explains um, and it's in the middle sentence but the right hand side the last word says and less than the jury's sense of responsibility for the verdict so the whole point I'm trying to make is the state you, you've already ruled on it don't mention that I represent Mr. Blaylock. Don't mention I've represented anybody until this honorable court first weighs on it. But in the opening statement, the court may remember the state had a PowerPoint where they said that I represent Mr. Blaylock on appeal. And all I'm trying to do is for anybody, it's not just Mr. Blaylock, but Mr. Ryan is on trial with us and it affects us. He is currently on a motion for new trial. I don't know how the state intends to handle it. I've spoken with the Honorable Miss D. Williams, who is um, able to um, join this motion and cite her claim. But I, I don't want anyone to say that Mr. Ryan has been convicted and is on appeal and or, or anything about the appellate process. That's the whole point of this motion. And it will definitely come up, in my opinion, or potentially come up for Miss D. Williams because, um, and I know she protects Mr. Ryan ably, but that would affect all of us because it would lessen the jury's determination according to the Supreme Court of Georgia because they can go back and say, well, at least there's a review in court, so no matter what we do, somebody will look over it so we can get out of here. So that's my motion. I just don't want anybody to mention the appellate courts, my representation, or that Mr. Ryan specifically, and, and I don't believe anyone else in our case that I know, but I, I may be wrong, but I don't know anyone else who has a pending appeal, but I, I mean, who's indicted, but I could be wrong, but that's my issue. Okay, all right, but that was made during an opening statement. I don't think it's been made any other, any other, no, I, was, I wouldn't think that uh, that would come up again after the court's uh, denial my motion for this trial. Okay. But you made it clear. All right, okay. All right, state, anything? Because it does, uh, you know, both, um, well, in fact, State versus Clemens mentions that not, not all, every reference to an appellate court during a trial is reversible error. So, um, and then, of course, I have, um, but, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, we're... As we stated, there may be... If it comes up, it, I need to hear about it. During your case in chief, I definitely want to, before it comes out or is elicited from any witness, I would need to, I want to I wanna review that because um, the appellate courts are pretty clear. I mean, I think in Clemens, that's what was mentioned, and also in Gibson, um, in terms of just, I think the court instructed on something and, and, the, and the appellate court said, no, that's not, can't do that. And that would be the court commenting on it. Yes, com commenting on it. As, so. I, as I understand, Defendant Williams' motion in limine number 38, he's asking the court to order a thing. Um, but again, it has not, and we've stated to the court previously that before we bring that up, I don't think he's asking that we not mention Mr. Ryan's conviction for murder. But I thought that's what I heard him orally say, but I don't think that that's in the corners of the document. Well, that do, that would depend as well on... Because we do intend to mention that. We will be talking about that. That's one of the overt acts. Wow. So we will definitely be bringing evidence in that 
um, defendant Ryan was convicted of murder and defendant Blaylock was convicted of murder. And prior to or if we decide to say anything regarding Mr. Steele's representation of YSL members, we would bring that to the court's attention. Um, as we stated way back when this was first broached. All right. Misty Williams, anything, madam? I'm sorry. Well, I, well, I think we'll probably we'll probably need to take that up because that there that's alleged in one of the counts as an overt act. They have to prove that too. Sure. The conviction is part of the proof, and so that would be excluded. Before you, before you tender or make an effort to do that, let's put a pause in that and let me just hear, let me just consider some, I need to see some case law on that just to make sure. I mean, I'm fairly certain I know where, you, where you're headed, but. Um, and we would not also, just so that the court is aware, the, what I heard reference previously was um, the prohibition from the court of attempting to prove the existence of a gang toward the front or something like that? Okay. All right. So what, how are you asserting yourself into it? I think I need to, um, on behalf of Mr. Stillwell, um, we are, in, in, and I know that we said we're going to perhaps put a pin in it, but I want to make this very clear. Um, on behalf of Mr. Stillwell, and I think probably on behalf of other defendants as well, um, we are objecting under the Jefferson case um, to informing the jury of another jury's determination of guilt versus innocence of Mr. Blaylock or Mr. Um, Ryan. This jury needs to make a finding of fact on their own and can't rely on the finding of fact of another jury. And it affects us because that is alleged as an overact um, it, as it relates to count one in the indictment. So we are not, um, 
we are not acquiescing to any belief that this jury can rely on the findings of another jury to I understand that. That's why they're going to put all the put put all the proof in front of them. And, right. And, uh, so, but whether or not the conviction itself. Well, if, if we're putting the, if, I'm sorry, Your Honor, but if we're putting the proof in front of the jury. Then they make that determination whether it's been proven. I don't know why we would no. present in front of them. Why would we present? Why would we present the proof in front of them? Because it's and, part of the it's part of the overt act. But the, the, a previous jury's okay. Um, and what you're finding okay, is not and? part of the overt act. No, we can't. We can't. We can't rely on this, this jury. Cannot rely on the findings of another jury. They need to make that decision for themselves. Absolutely. But, but but they but you know the fact that there was a criminal prosecution in this particular case, if the convictions in the proper form, is it, it's it's more than likely going to come in. Well, I, I will. Come and, on. I mean, I remember you have cited Jefferson to me in the past, so but I understand. I understand that um, the concern I'm dealing with right now is whether or not. Mr. Steele's involvement in any appeal or his involvement in any counsel is relevant at this point. I don't find it to be at this point. Right. So, but I will take a pause before they introduce anything about a conviction um, that was had, because, but just to make sure. Yes, but, sir. Okay? Okay, thank you. All right. Okay. All right, what about um, Mr. Williams, 39? Mr. Steele? And I believe that involves victim impact information evidence? Yes, sir. That's right. All right. And the... Life of Mr. Thomas. Your Honor, may I approach for a moment? You may. involved in a car accident that wasn't your fault? Hear this out. Insurance companies don't want you to know. Lots of people are screwed after an accident because of lack of proper information. Insurance companies are out to pay the least possible. Do not deal with them directly. With Compensationly, you fill out the form and hit submit. In less than a minute, you'll know if your case qualifies. If it does, they'll connect you with a local attorney. Also, they only get paid if you win. You may be entitled to compensation not only for your car repair, but also medical bills, lost wages, and the emotional toll of an accident. Don't settle for less just because you didn't know. Complete the form, let Compensationly assist you. And remember, your attorney only gets paid if you win.
recently injured in a car accident? Look at this check for $160,000. If you're looking to get money you're owed for an injury, I want you to imagine you and your family getting that money because I know a way that you can. Now, before you think I'm crazy, I want to show you how you can get that money you're owed in the next 30 days. Now, if you've thought about hiring an attorney before, but you didn't because you were unsure or you had reservations, it's not your fault. You were probably given no guidance and couldn't get a straight answer out of anyone about how much money you could actually make. I want you to capitalize on a limited opportunity that can have you cashing out a massive check in the next 30 days. This opportunity won't last long, and it's perfect for anyone who's been in a car accident in the last two years. Do you still think it's impossible? I'm willing to guarantee that by clicking on the link below and filling out the 15-second quiz, you will get an instant quote on how much your case is worth. And me and my team will help you get that money you deserve in as little as the next 30 days. Still think it's too good to be true? Let me tell you about our client, Stephen. Now, when Stephen first came to us, he was really unsure if his case was going to be worth anything. He was facing a lot of uncertainties in his life, and he didn't know if he was going to get paid for his injury at all. Turns out, after filing a claim with us, he was able to take home over $100,000 in settlement from an accident that was over a year ago. It's possible. No matter what you thought in the past, you can get the money you were owed and probably a lot more than what you were expecting. Simply click the button below and answer the questions about your case and you'll get an instant quote about what your case is worth. I have a good faith belief that there will be um, people, and I'll just specify Mr. Donovan Thomas, family members have been announced on the witness list and... Uh, the court, the Salma Court, excluded them under the victim rights bill from the rule of sequestration or, or parts of them, parts of their family. And um, if they testify at our trial, I want um, to make a motion limiting now. And it's under Waller, W-A-L-L-E-R versus State. It's 368 Georgia Appeal. 378-890-Southeast-2D-142-2023 case. Your Honor, the copy I've given the sample court and the parties, it's in Division 2. It's on page 4 of 7. On the left-hand side, the last full paragraph, the court wrote, under Georgia law, Evidence about a crime victim's personal characteristics and the emotional impact of the crime on the family, the victim's family, and the victim's community generally is not admissible in the guilt-innocence phase of a criminal trial. And, Your Honor, um, upon basis of work leading up to the case, Mr. Donovan Thomas did a lot of uh, great things for the community. Um, he was well-respected, well-loved. There's another side to that, which I'm not going to mention. It may come out at trial. You've heard it actually from Detective Belknap. He already testified that he was the leader um, of a uh, criminal street gang. But my point is um, the fact that uh, it left a gaping hole in the community or the loved ones, I'm making a motion that that is irrelevant um, in our case. And I'm not talking about the relevancy of you know, 401, 402, even with a 403 analysis, I'm talking about, it goes to sympathy. 
and the courts have said that it is not admissible except in a rare circumstance um, in the guilt innocence phase of a uh, non-death penalty case. So that is my motion. So I'm making preemptively. Um, I've heard at the beginning of trial, and I made this motion afterwards, Your Honor, um, but I heard the f- very first incident, it did not involve anyone here, but involved Mr. Trontavious Stevens, and you heard from a young lady, and I can't remember her name, but she was an accountant at a uh, at an adult entertainment center. She was followed home or driven home and in Coweta County in Union, Georgia. She was, um, her car was stolen from her, and the prosecutor went through lots of questions, I did not object, but went through lots of questions about I objected to the whole thing coming in because Trent Davis is not on trial with us, but um, the court allowed it in and um, went through a lot that how did this affect you? What do you do? Um, how, how does it, how did this, uh, how does this impact you? And I'm not going to, I, I don't want to uh, hear that again. So I believe it's a violation of the law. All right. Counsel, Mr. State, Ms. Love? Yeah. Um, Continue to elicit, and I don't believe that we will be improperly uh, attempting to or even eliciting any uh, good character information of that nature. We have not done so thus far. We will not do so in the future with any of our witnesses. So um, the idea that that has been done or that we intend to do it, I don't, I'm not certain where that's coming from. So. I don't believe until that time that Mr. Defendant Williams believes something like that has happened, and I don't believe that that will occur. I don't believe that this is um, anything right or any um, ruling, but we, we know the rules of evidence and we know what we are supposed to and not supposed to introduce, so we won't be eliciting any inadmissible and impermissible Victim impact evidence. Right. All right. Well, I'll grant it to the extent that it's not relevant at this point in time. But you know, if uh, if um, appropriate uh, later, if in fact a jury returns a verdict, then I can deal with it at that point in time. Okay. And there was one other thing, co-counsel reminded me to bring to the court's attention: what the victim was doing on the day that he was murdered. I don't know if it would be considered good or bad character, but we do intend to put that evidence in um, because those are the circumstances surrounding his murder. So, you know, for instance, if he was standing out giving candy away to kids or playing Santa Claus, somebody might consider that good character evidence. Why is he selling drugs? Why are you selling drugs? They might consider that. But the point is, is that what was happening that day, and he was not, but if he was, if that were happening, those are the circumstances surrounding his death, and we would certainly be looking to, you know, get in, or if he was paying for children's haircuts, things like that, we would be putting that, you know, we would get that. Well, that would depend upon what is, yeah, I mean, what you present in that respect. Right. Okay. All right. Um... Okay, what about the, let's see, 
motion limit number 41, Mr. Steele. May the 12th of 2013. Right. I'm aware. Probably Miss A.B. Yes. And a purported um, armed robbery. So, may I have just one second, Your Honor? Yes, sir. If that's okay. but I wanted to check with them before I say something. So they're conversing.
2013, if it matters to the court, it's Mother's Day. It's a Sunday. And um, it's approximately 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And the allegation, I'm not agreeing with these facts, I'm just telling you what the allegations are in the police report, is that Mr. Williams, along with a person, it's not identified that way, but I'm going to say um, Mr. Murphy, um, Walter Murphy, um, you've heard him known as D.K. You've heard that. And he's a, he's a co-indictee. And it's alleged to be, I don't believe it is, but it's alleged to be a brother of Mr. Williams. But that's how the police report uh, reads. And that's what um, the officer told me that uh, he was told by A.B. Um, A.B. says that there's a knock on her door. She's with her young child, infant child, opens the door, recognizes Mr. Williams. Mr. Williams, she says, is friends with her significant other. His name has come up in this trial. You may remember him. His name um, is currently escaping my mind, but he's known as Ola Playa. P-L-A-Y-A. Yes, that's right. Micah Anderson is the is the name. He's come up earlier, Your Honor, on some of the recordings, uh, music recordings that the state introduced that we uh, cross-examined. Supposedly, um, A.B. turns her back. She's holding her child. She's, I believe, cooking, goes into her apartment. Um, she says there's a gun at her face or back of her head. She turns around. $400 in U.S. currency, she alleges, is taken. Her wallet is taken. Jewelry is taken. Her bag uh, which contains her baby products, is taken, and her gun. She says that uh, Mr. Murphy, who's known as DK, fires around a gunshot into her wall of her apartment, and the perpetrators leave. She does not do anything that day. Meaning, when I say that, she did, there's no um, there's no call to the police. She states that upon uh, the next day. Her house is um, it's an apartment. It's a, it's a connected apartment. It has uh, bullet holes in it, the house now. And there's um, bullet holes in the, in the exterior and through the window of her apartment. She states that the, the next day, so um, it's going to be um, that Monday, she walks to the police department and tells the officer what I just told you. That's basically the police report. The officers um, drive her back to the apartment. Um, she, she states that a, a neighbor told her that um, during the night, the people came back and shot up her apartment. I believe the state will, that's what I was conferring. They wrote a written response that I read. They're conceding that that cannot come into evidence. Who shot up the apartment because the neighbor is unknown. It was said to the police officer, it's confrontation clause and hearsay. I know you know all that. I believe they're conceding that. If 
if they change their opinion, then they can. They said they'll speak for themselves. But um, so I think that's part of my motion in paragraph uh, four. Um, and there's a supposedly also a child who talked directly to the officer. The officer told me that he does not remember that child's name. It's in the report. Does and uh, has no idea who the child is. And the child supposedly saw a person shoot around in the apartment. So I think the state is conceding that as well. But I'm asking you to exclude. This is not charged conduct. This is outside of the indictment. Um, I received no notice of it. When I say that, I mean I received no 404B notice. The state's response says that they don't have to give notice because it's intrinsic. That's the state's position, that this is an intrinsic act. And I agree that if it's an intrinsic act, it does not have to uh, get noticed because it can't be separated from the controversy that's on trial. It is needed to explain the conduct or it's so intrinsically intertwined with our trial that it cannot be um, it cannot be separated. I don't believe that this is intrinsic act evidence. The reason for that is threefold, Your Honor. The first one is the um, allegation is that um, Mr. Williams and the two other people um, are supposed to, and this is not my, my rendition, I'm just saying what I believe the state, I'm giving it to the state. I, I, I think we covered this earlier, I, I want to say in November, and I think that, are we going to have her testify, A.B.? Yeah, the state said that she's testifying. They gave us a notice that she's coming either next or to Okay, so staff. if the interviewer, nice. um, would that change part of this? Um, I mean, it, certainly the second portion of you, you, place being shot up or whatever else, but I think I've kind of... You satisfied the notice of I can interview her. You, your Honorable Court put down its gavel and the state came through, provided me contact information. That is not the issue. Okay. I'm now saying I don't want this other act evidence to come in. And I don't believe it's intrinsically entwined and it needs to complete the story because the state has 191 acts total. And those all do not involve Mr. Williams. But they have a total of 191 acts. At some point, they don't need more acts. This is under 403 analysis, Your Honor, as well, because the prosecutorial need for this evidence is so small. If they can't prove this case, and I'm referring specifically to the RICO conspiracy um, count, which is count one, um, and that's what they're claiming is part of the um, intrinsic act that this gang, quote unquote, these YSL members go and, and they commit robberies, armed robberies. They're introducing, because I'm looking at the transcript from that hearing, Ms. Lowe tells me they're going to introduce a 404B proffer. Well, they change. I don't want to, it's not 404B, I don't believe, I think they're saying, and they can, they can tell me if I'm wrong, but... I don't believe, I got no notice of 404B. Is it going for state of mind? Is it going for plan? Is it going for knowledge? They, they blew this, they blew this statute. But I believe that, to be fair, I believe that the state's response, which came recently, says it's intrinsic. So they don't need to put me on 404B notice. But intrinsic act evidence still has to um, be intrinsic. And there is no reason that I could see why we need you know, we need 
the fact that an independent supposed armed robbery occurred on May 12th. This is not part of anything significant in the indictment. It is not an indicted conduct. Mr. Williams never arrested. Mr. Murphy was never arrested. The supposed brother, who I'm telling the court it's not the brother, but regardless, that's how it's written in a report, was never arrested. The reason for that is this, Your Honor. I think this is important for the court. The, um, the police officer get this information, and they start calling A.B., and A.B. will not respond to the police at all. And A.B. is deemed by police, it's in the report, that she has given false information to law enforcement. Okay, you're going to cross-examine her about that, right? They're all coming. Okay, this, yeah, this so... Is, except for what I told you about the child and the neighbor. Okay. The AB, the police officer, the crime scene people are coming to court. I have That's to part of why I defer ruling on. So, okay, so you're still... It's still of your opinion that the subsequent shooting up of the apartment and this child state, statement by the child... Or are you asking to exclude those? Is that correct? Not the subsequent shooting, because that may be part of... You know, why she went to the police, so that may be intrinsically intertwined. But the child statement, the neighbor's statement saying, I saw it happen, I can't cross them. The state's conceding it. It was said directly to the police officer. That was not an ongoing emergency. It's, it was the day before. So, um, yes, that's th those are out. But I don't want the armed robber to come in. That's, that's my, my issue is I don't want A.B. to be able to testify that she was supposedly the victim on May 12th of 2013 because it's other act evidence and I am claiming, I know what the state, I, I hope I articulate, the state is claiming not 404B but it's intrinsic. I'm saying, how is this intrinsic? Is it part of the, is it part of count one? No. Is it an element of proof? No. It is. Which count? Your Honor, it goes to count one specifically because this wasn't a, a first of all, it was committed by Defendant Williams and a... And Walter and, Murphy? And Walter Murphy. Four months before the evidence that the court is now hearing about um, with respect to Mr. Dotson, which was also, as we allege, committed by Mr. Williams and Mr. Murphy. And it was during the time that we are alleging um, this, the gang itself started, it was the type of crimes that the gang commits. It goes to prove the existence of the enterprise, the gang, the nature of the crimes that they commit, um, and the members and participants in the enterprise itself. So it is intrinsic for those reasons. Um, Mr. Steele notes in his motion that there was no notice received, but not only was there a written notice of our intent to use it and introduce it, we argued it. He corrected some of Yeah, because we, 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 we had a we had a hearing on the issue um, on the on November the twenty first of twenty twenty three. So um, yeah, I, I, Mr. Steele, I think I'm in I think I'm in a position at this point in time to now I've heard a little bit more testimony. Um, if assuming mistakenly a predicate is probably going to come in. Well, okay. I mean, okay. I, I, how many? How many more times does the state of Georgia need to show um, a relationship? Um, they say four months before another act. You know, Mr. Williams not charged in overt act five, six, or seven, which is what 
they just referred to in September 11th, 2013. He's not even charged with that. That's other act conduct. How much of this do we need to absorb on our vessel before it starts uh, sinking? And to me, the state has to say that it shows everything they said goes to propensity. It shows um, the that they commit these type of crimes. You have that. You have you. They have multiple murders in this case. Multiple murders. There are going to be two murders that are going to be litigated. Mr. Williams is not charged with either one, but we have to deal with that. That's other act evidence, and he'll be named. He'll be named in both of them. We're going to be active participants, even though he's not charged. Then you have the incident that we're doing with the. Um, 2004 Nissan Altima red vehicle slamming into the side of the building. Mr. Williams not charged with that, but the state got that in as intrinsically intertwined because they indicted it and now Mr. Bean cooperated with law enforcement and is on jail call saying that uh, Mr. Williams was involved. Then, then they have Mr. Williams um, lyrics with it, uh, over objection, with a claim that he's bragging about. How much more do you need? We have chats. Who he's speaking with? He speaks with Mr. Uh, Murphy, who will be a witness. The state said states he played guilty already. He's supposedly a witness in the future. He's going to say how he and Mr. Williams us uh, um, were both um, were both um, raised together. They don't need to show the association, and they don't need to show another crime. At some point, it's just too much on the 403. And I, do, I still don't believe, Your Honor, I heard what you said, does it prove an element of the crime? The elements of the crime are either going to be proven or disbelieved by the state. They don't need this. That's my argument. Okay. I heard what you said. I'm not trying to waste No, no, no I understand. I understand. All right. All right. Ms. Love, anything else, madam? Your Honor, just that um, we have to prove up. Uh, we have to prove this case. Their argument is that the defendant Williams does do any of this. And we have to show the jury the evidence that he does and that he did. So I understand it's not comfortable to have evidence presented that you do the crimes that the state is accused of, but that doesn't mean that the state should be precluded from producing for the jury who is to make that determination evidence that in fact Mr. Williams did and does the crimes that the state has accused him of. So we are asking that the court deny the motion. I'll deny uh, Williams uh, 41. Now, to the extent, are you still going to try and, or is the Mr. Steele's proffer that you're not going to get into the what the child said or what was said about the shooting up of the apartment? He, he, can, he says the shooting up of the apartment may be relevant relevant for other purposes, but the conversations right, that, precipitate that precipitate those, you're not going to get in those. Right, so we would get into that shot up, and that's what precipitated her going to the police. All right, okay. But you're not going to say which, what was said, is that right? Or what the child said? Correct, what the child said, that's, that's our intent, not to introduce what the child said, correct? Okay. Just the fact that she didn't initially go to the police after the robbery occurred but when people came and shot her house she went, she went to okay alright all right. to that extent I will deny I will I will deny Mr. Williams 41 uh, but with that caveat in the sense of, of what will be admissible in regards to the incident um, of May 12th of 2013 and your honor in relation to um, just listening to the court 
motion to approve the 911 call, but with the um, caveat that the portion of it was to be redacted. No, I agree. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow the 911 call with that, with that, with with that caveat. I am going, I am going to allow the 911 call because I find it to be an emergency. But I've redacted that particular portion that references that st that statement that's testimonial. You can submit one and show it to Mr. Steele, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll look at it. Okay. Yes, sir. Right. But that that call, since it's going to come in, it needs to be redacted, and Mr. Steele needs to hear it, and it needs to comport with what I what I said. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, folks, it's noon. Um, Mr. Steele, we're going to table your motion to exclude or redact the conviction of Mr. Winfrey and the motion for notes and recordings from Mr. Wise. I'll take that up at, uh, at another, another time. I think we've uh, used our time for the morning as best we can. So um, solar for about two years now and I'm very happy with it. My neighbor's paying out